Welcome to the Arena Decklist Podcast. I'm Jerry Thompson, joined by Brian Gottlieb, and there's no shortage of things to talk about. Uh, there is literally Hogak in Pioneer, and mm. there is... Mm. I, I'm not signing off on that. I'm being as inflammatory as possible Thank at you. the top of the show, okay. on purpose, and apparently uh, you have informed me that there is also literally Hogak in Standard as well, at this yeah. Arena Championship 3. Well, I don't. I have seen people be pretty excited about this Jeskai Dragons list. Maybe not as excited as they are about uh, Boros seven or eight Loxodons, but uh, yeah, I I just kind of feel like we've crossed this like critical threshold where you just have to say whatever your opinion is in the staunchest hyperbole possible. Otherwise, it's just rendered completely meaningless. Yeah, and that's probably been true for a while, but it feels very intense when it comes to these two decks because they both look good, like very good to me. But they've both been called just preposterous. Like I've seen the standard deck called Splinter Twin, which I don't really understand. And then I've seen this Pioneer deck called Hogak, which I, I mean, I guess the creatures have Convoke. I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where like <laughs> someone says it facetiously. You're like, actually, you're like trying to draw like the straight line comparison. Like, why would they say that? But clearly that's not what's going on here. You know, I I think it like in part is, though, like it's informing why they chose to call it that particular deck. Right. Otherwise, you could have said, oh, this is Eldrazi winner all over again. Or this is, you know, whatever broken deck you want to point to. Yeah, I guess the similarity of like kind of flooding the board and is hard to deal with or whatever. But like, I, I think it is just the last iteration of this thing was so busted that it had to get banned. Right. Like Hogak happened in more recent memory than Eldrazi. Yeah. But maybe, maybe I don't know. True. I, I kind of think it's a matter of in order to get through to like cut through the conversation, you just have to say the most inflammatory thing possible. And look, I'm a fan of saying inflammatory stuff. Like, I, I promise I get it, and I know what you're doing here. Um, so, yeah, go go for it. It's fine. I, I, there's, there's no penalty for, like, saying things in hyperbole. Like, I... Well... Maybe, like, long-term societal penalty. penalty. I don't think you as a person... Like, I don't think these people ever feel the consequences of doing so. That's what it comes down to. It's like there's there's no yeah. punishment for just like saying the most asinine thing possible and then having to walk it back like a month later. Yeah, that's probably or you don't even walk it back. You just say it and then it's just there. But I I take the mental note for whatever that's worth. And oh, that's good. then I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to take this person seriously ever again. You know, sure. And that was something I had to do in like magic, like magic content starting out. It was very necessary to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. There's just a lot of bad information out there. I mean, and there still is. It's just now there's just so much information. Like maybe it's harder to find actual good information than bad information. Well, all all of uh, that fun, exciting stuff aside, I am gonna do something different. I think I would rather just talk about modern, despite the fact that the pioneer RCs are actually coming up. Is that okay? Is that is that reasonable? Jerry, I am but a passenger on your wizarding ship, and wherever you would like to take me, I will. I will happily voyage with you, uh, because as I'm sure you can predict, I was mostly busy with other things. This actually very busy this week with other things, and uh, 
I don't I don't really know what's going on. I see like the Twitter discourse and that's pretty much the extent of it. So I think checking in on modern is completely fine as far as I'm concerned. It seems like odd timing, but I do think that next couple of weeks we can talk about like results or things, results of things and how those events ended up playing out and whether or not the literally Hogak folks were remotely correct or not. Yeah, because we're going to have the RCQ next week, right, in Dallas at DreamHack. Look how many things I know about the current state of competitive magic. Yeah, there you go. So we can do that instead. And I I found this modern league that looked fairly enticing. I also have a bunch of other tabs open from, like, challenges, and there's, like, a Pioneer qualifier and blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously, like, lots of stuff happening, and it was, like, this is by far the most interesting thing, so. That's what I want to do then. And that's obviously just based on my opinion, but my opinion is clearly the most important here, so. Yes. Anyway, fun little detour into Modern. We're going to take a look at this deck dump, and you have a hard time cap of about two hours, so. We've got to go a little bit faster than we did last week, I think. Probably. I do think we cracked the two-hour mark, and these modern lists uh, tend to be a little bit deeper than the Pioneer ones. Yeah. So really what we need are some decks we can completely skip over, and I have a feeling we will not be disappointed. Okay. Well, the, the first one is Mono Blue Merfolk by Fnatic. Uh, 20 land, 4 Aether Vial, 3 Dismember, 3 Force Negation. I don't want to talk about this too much, except for the fact that we, we did kind of like talk about Merfolk a little bit a while ago where it was just like a matter of time before it won a big, bigger event. Yeah. That's the way Merfolk operates. Yeah. And I don't know. Is this, is this it? Is it creeping in? Uh, these, these cards are all fine. This deck looks fine. If this won an event, I'd say fine. That's, that's just the state of Merfolk always. Like it's in that range all the time. I don't see anything particularly different or exciting about this version of Merfolk or where Merfolk is right now. So, so, Subtlety main deck, three copies of Force Negation. Is there a reason to not play a Seagate Restoration? Uh, I, given some of the other stuff I see in this mana base, like the Duraneth Ruins, I don't know <laughs> how standard that is at this point. That's a bit surprising. Um, I, if you ask me to choose, I would probably choose Seagate Restoration over the Duraneth Ruins. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess Draineth Ruins plays pretty well with either Vile, so. Sure. I'm, I'm willing to let that one slide a little bit, but I don't know. You have six pitch cards. Um, no, uh, yeah, another subtlety in the sideboard. So it's like, yeah, maybe you want the extra blue card. Whatever. That's yeah, all. That's all I want to say. You're just floating with a lot of danger when you have 20 lands. Five of them are tapping for colorless. Like I, I know you're an Ether Vile deck. You're not always an Aether Vile deck. Unless your plan is just like, I'm mulliganing to Aether Vile every single time, and that is the game we're playing. Yeah. The second deck is is kind of the banger of, of the league. There are a few bangers. This one is among them. This is from Whoops. This is... Uh, oh, I'm already excited. Yeah, 60 card, Bant midrange, Ice Fang Coatl, uh, some Abundant Growth to combo with Teferi Time Ravelers, Abundant Growth also like fixing your snow mana base. To enable you to play a counter spell and whatnot. Um, three copies of Force Negation, two Eternal Witness, three copies of Cosmic Rebirth. Uh, this is a card from Aftermath, one G dub, instant, 
choose target permanent card in your graveyard. If it has mana value three or less, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't put it in your, into the battlefield, put it into your hand, you gain three life. This does not exile itself, so you get a bunch of like looping situations. Uh, Miser's copy of Ephemerate to kind of like go off with Eternal Witness and stuff. This is just like Omnath without the Omnaths, but this weirdo Eternal Witness engine also, which is awesome to me. Yep, Eternal Witness value engine, very much what we talked about when we saw Cosmic Rebirth. I, I also love the Ice Fang Quaddle Cosmic Rebirth interaction where you just like get a kill spell out of nowhere off your Cosmic Rebirth. Like, I, Gain three life, draw a card. Yeah, you you come out really ahead in those scenarios where you're playing against like a fair deck. Not that you're often doing that in Modern, but if you get to, True. you're going to feel really, really excited about that. And then just like, I, I think the type of loops you can set up are enough to carry you over the finish line here. I think, you know, taking a bunch of turns with time warp, if that's what you have to do, just continually keeping your opponent off the battlefield with these resources you're able to generate. It, it looks like it's enough to me. Uh, certainly you're going to have some matchup holes with a deck like this. I think that is just, you know, kind of what you sign up for. But the sideboard options have gotten so good in modern that I feel like you may not be able to beat everything, but you certainly have agency over what you will lose to. You always yes. have that choice. So yeah. if you know the metagame well enough, putting together a deck like this makes a lot of sense. I actually like the the random time warp too. Me too. Um, it, it is just like a huge power spike in a deck with a ton of recursion. And there was a, a period of maybe a couple months where I was working on uh, these decks kept popping up that were like, Ren and Six, sort of controly. Like some of them were Omnath decks, but some of them were just like straight up teamer decks too. And they would just put in a couple time warps because, you know, Ren and Six. Uh, and then like you cast a couple time warps, suddenly you have time warp with uh retrace or whatever, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, you just win the game out of nowhere, basically. Yep. Um, and it has a lot of the same feel here, and it's just one copy. So it's not necessarily going to like clog up your hand. You also have things like force negation to pitch it or whatever. It seems like pretty low opportunity cost to actually get it into your deck and then potentially creates like this huge power spike at some point. So cool. I, I will say too, this very much looks like it could just be a red and six deck if it wanted to. Like it's it's not hard to expand to that point and sort of change what you focus on. And It, it could, but I like the fact that it has just become a more simplistic version. No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I This looks very nice to me, but it there's a lot of paths for doing this type of stuff right now yes. in Modern, which is exciting. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, Cosmic Rebirth is bad with Ren and Six or whatever either. Yeah. You know, just getting more powerful permanents to return is cool, but mm -hmm. uh, Rebirth to Fairy, I don't know if that was a thing that we actually talked about. No, I don't feel like it was and probably should have been. I mean, that's <laughs> maybe the most powerful three mana permanent you can return at instant speed in the entire game like you can even mess stuff up like interact on the stack with teferi and red scenarios right like if yeah. i'm understanding that correctly you can just shut spells down in some spots so pretty cool yeah and there are just a lot of matchups that are about whether or not you're able to keep a teferi in play you know think about the various cascade matchups or whatever yeah. and this just gives you more redundancy more copies of ways to do that and it it, it definitely makes me feel like those sorts of matchups are not as bad as they may seem at first glance, especially given like counterspell force negation type of stuff right. lurking in the deck list too. So yeah, I like this type some, a lot. Some sneaky counterplay here, I think. Yeah, 
definitely agree. All right. Next one, uh CMOS 21 mono red uh obosh weird stuff. So 20 lands, a bunch of creature lands and Ravenap ruins, flame slash, lightning bolt, spike field hazard, blood moon, fable, assorted creatures, relic progenitus. Nothing too fancy. Relic of Genitus main? That that's a feature of these decks now? That's that... been that's been kind of standard since like the OG versions of this deck. Okay. I feel like I, I, I think it in a moment. Yeah, I think it might have fallen out of favor for a little bit. Now maybe making a comeback. Yeah. Uh it's it's hard for me to comment on decks like I, I just don't get excited by decks like this anymore. Like I, I think they have been tested. They've proven to be a step behind. So you have to kind of show me something new if I'm going to get up in arms about this. And I don't, okay. I don't really see much new here. What if I were to tell you that this is the modern equivalent of big red? Yeah. That means I'm excited for like, like I see the list and I go, Ooh, and then I play it and I go, uh, so. yeah, I mean, well, that's exactly my feeling on this deck. Like, Oh, neat idea. And then if I had to play a tournament with this, I would probably set myself on fire. So. All right, fine. Uh, word in affinity. Mm, this one does have Seagate Restoration, oddly enough. Uh, Memnite, some Ornithopters, uh, some Urzas, Emery's, Thought Monitors, uh, Force of Negation, a lot of them, four copies. That's kind of weird. I was looking for the, uh, like, oh, is this the version with the three mana draw four cards card? But no, this is No, just... this is like, uh, getting counter magic into my affinity deck that's the goal here yeah i'm kind of down with this i don't know for thought yes for thought monitor uh basically doing the legacy thing albeit at a much slower not as good rate um but yeah you know force negation including seagate restoration for more blue cards to pitch i do like that that's smart you have one copy of Subtlety in the sideboard. I feel like if you're going to go as far as four Seagate restorations, maybe you can get away with a second copy or even a third copy. That seems all fine to me. But uh, I get the goals here. And for the right metagame, I think these goals could be pretty good. Like if you have to just kind of deal with one big threat out of your opponent, have a decent clock, this will do that very effectively. So not literally Hogak is what you're saying. Probably not Hogak, no. Mm, unfortunate. Because I, I think that that's kind of the bar right it has to be at least hogak before we consider it yeah okay uh squiggy 686 this is another uh i don't want to i don't want to say it's a banger but it did get me kind of excited this is just uh humans um so one drops are champion of the parish esper sentinel ether vial noble hierarch pretty normal some some fresh humans recently yeah uh adeline has completely supplanted Mantis Rider as the three drop of choice, which I absolutely love because mm-hmm. I was not a big Mantis Rider fan. Uh, got some unsettled Mariners in the two slot. I have tried this card a few times and it seemed like a card that was more frustrating in multiples. But like okay. the the first copy, the individual copy didn't really do very much and was just a grizzly bear. But now we have things like Copper Coat Vanguard, another aftermath card, one dub, two, two. Uh human soldier, each other human you control gets plus one plus oh and has a ward one. So it gives yeah, you those combining together. That's cool. Yeah, combines with the other thing and is is like a lord for the 
the thing that you want it most, which is increasing your clock. So I think that this card is definitely more impactful than Unsettled Mariner. And then we have uh, three copies of Drina, Dauntless General. White, black, 2-2, two, two, legendary creature, human soldier. When this enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard, sacrifice this humans you control, gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. So, that, again, like that that kind of mopey 2-2 two, two body, but like so much like so much value. Uh, yeah. The the sweeper protection is all, just something that you wanted out of the sideboard anyway in a lot of instances, and then you just get like the incidental graveyard hate tacked on there you have like ether vile tricks you can potentially play with this too so these things are are helping a lot and specifically the vanguard and jarena are both cards that help out with your fury problem by quite a lot yeah that's the big thing this deck has been fighting against in recent uh, we gotta be looking at like a a year right can i say recent years now when we talk about fury problems no absolutely it's it's been the thing holding this deck down and i think the just having an answer to it is not enough. You need to start compiling a critical mass of answers and a critical mass of answers that aren't just focused on solving that problem, which these cards are very much doing. They're just adding good utility to the deck. I am positive, positive it'll be, uh, there'll be another chance for humans. They will they will return to the meta game someday. There's just too many humans and magic and we keep making more and more humans. They will combine in such a fashion that they're able to win at some point. I don't yeah, think that's a controversial claim. And then they'll be literally Hogak. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we've gotten to a point where the meddling mages live in the sideboard because we have better, more disruptive few drops to play in the main deck, um, which is not something I ever thought that I would see, given that we had to play Kite Sail Freebooter for so long because there right. was not another good, like, disruptive two drop we could play. How much do you think this deck is supposed to branch out from four ofs? Like, obviously, there's several legends in the deck, and it does cross my mind that are you just supposed to play more of a sprinkling of some of these effects? Like, just have more one ofs and be like, well, if I draw this in a matchup, you know, I just added 10% to my game. And I I don't know. I I think like these cards are so, so impactful. A card like Meddling Mage, like a one of Meddling Mage in my deck is pretty appealing to me. Like I, I'm I sure I will find a target for it, and if I just spike it in some matchups, I'm miles ahead. So, yeah, and I mean, there are just like a lot of matchups where drawing the second meddling mage is not that good too. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like the idea of just like, oh, like how bad is the miser's meddling mage? You know, it's like the the main deck has two copies of phantasmal image. I'm not sure how much you actually need that effect, um, because yeah, you can't copy the legendary stuff and. There's only it does combine very well with Copperco Vanguard, right? Like, I think that's, like, the big pickup for that card. Yeah, yes and no. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. You I guess get, the like, image itself is still very targetable, right? Like, yeah. Like, thing die. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But Yeah, yeah. fair like, enough. Like, certainly doubling up on your lord, specifically Thali's lieutenant, is, is, like, one of the power spikes of the deck. But, like, really there's not that many things that you actually want to copy so again a lot of a lot of legendaries so yeah anyway i'm excited about any and all returns of humans except for when humans is the deck to beat in modern you know right oh we're just getting all the bangers out of the way okay this one is from winkersome uh a lot of one ofs but 60 cards 
So this is a Kethis the Hidden Hand deck that is also an Emery Grinding Station Mox Amber deck. Uh, I don't really know how to describe the rest of this deck. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Urza Saga, of course, playing a role. Mox Amber. But there's like, you know, one Psy, one Oswald Fiddlebender, one Reality Chip, one Tameshi, one Skrelv, one Oath of Nyssa. I mean, this just feels like the idea of, oh, if I have some of these one-ofs and I get them in various spots, I'll be very happy about it. Right, um, right. So kind of leaning into our previous deck discussion, this deck looks very, very cool. I actually wanted to say when we were talking about the Affinity deck, really feels like Modern could just take back Mox Opal at this point. I, I know that's like probably a controversial statement and maybe yeah. happier with that gone, but it's just like, I don't know. I, I kind of think there's a lot of cards that we have, a lot of cards and strategies that we have arbitrarily pushed out of modern where there's really no need to. Like if heavy artifact decks were a thing, then the metagame would certainly account for them and they would be good sometimes. And I don't think they're problematic or really like restrict gameplay all that much. Then you see a deck like this and I'm like, well, shit, if this was like a four Mox Amber, four Mox Opal deck, uh, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. That that would maybe be something. Like, that's actually what I'm more scared of than just Mox Opal decks is Mox Amber plus Mox Opal decks. And yeah. then I think things could get out of control pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I worry about uh, anything that really fundamentally breaks like action economy type of stuff in modern, but all of that kind of went out the window when they Spells became made... free. Uh-huh. The spells became free. Yeah, when the, when they printed all the pitch elementals specifically, yeah, it's just like, well, you know, every deck is like fury or solitude, and like even even the random blue decks are like, ah, I guess we subtlety decks now or force negation decks. You know, it's just like everyone is kind of doing this, and we don't see many artifact decks, and the ones that we do see are like, oh, that's cute, nice little tier three deck or whatever. So yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Mox Opal is not the worst thing to reintroduce to the format at this point. But there's always the risk that, oh yeah, maybe we're overlooking some other like busted thing, you know? It, it's certainly possible. I mean, the card is sort of messed up, but I just feel like something else messed up can then challenge the messed up thing. Like it's just kind of like legacy at this point where yeah. things have to be actually factually broken before they really matter all that much. Otherwise they're just shaping something like something like, uh, you know, I, I guess like grinding station is a good example. Like just, things like breach grinding station are kind of messed up but like it's ebbing and flowing as part of the metagame because there's other messed up things you can do and there's good responses to everything and action economy doesn't really matter all that much anymore and all that stuff combines to be like well actually you've created the sandbox where just everything can exist and would be completely fine yeah and i, I do think except that, hogak of course yeah well i i was gonna say that it, especially in the case of modern artifacts are among the easiest things to kind of like hard target and hate out. Yeah. It was very good hate spells for sure. So even if the best deck in a vacuum in modern were an artifact deck, like you said, it would be, it would be self-correcting and like, is that the best place to be? You know, maybe not, but whatever. 
I think it's fine. I, I don't think it just is all that differentiated from like a bunch of the other places we've been. Like I'd much rather see uh like tight artifact decks than uh you know omnath elemental stuff, like just absolutely flooding battlefields and doing absurd turns. Like yeah. I, that's the format I would prefer. So all right. Uh another another banger alert. We have twelve invasions, including uh, which is the XGG one? Oh, it's not even in here. Wait, what? No, no it's not. Wow. Okay. Invasion of Alara, which is the Wooburk one. Invasion of yeah. Amiket, which is the blue-black one that becomes the body double. Invasion of Ergamon, which is the uh, rummage, make a treasure. Uh, I don't even... Oh, the backside is random thing that like lets you discard a card, get another invasion, right? Uh but this deck has three copies of Vampire Hexmage as well. But the rest of it is just a, like a Domain Zoo deck. Territorial Kavu, Sign of Draco, Leyline Binding, Tribal Flames, three Ren and six, four copies of Fury, and 22 land. Dude, I used to love garbage like this and like old extended where you just slap in some weird combo. Into this is the hottest of deck. garbage. I yeah. love it. Like, uh, I don't know. I remember building like Tribal Zoo decks with like, blood moon blood braid elf at the top end and and just like weird stuff that you can slot in because your package is like aggressive and dangerous and i i feel like i also built like splinter twin tribal zoo at some point and it was like okay you won a bunch of games it was fine uh like landfall tribal zoo was a, a comp like scape shift and you just popped in for damage out of nowhere i've done that stuff so anytime you add some nonsense to zoo i'm pretty happy about it did you ever play the very horrible Congregation at Dawn Zoo deck that I played? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I certainly remember playing against it. Okay. I don't know if I ever played with it. <laughs> well, I'm sure you, if you played against it, you won those games. So. <laughs> Just got that easy W. Yeah, You're welcome. Awesome. I blame that on Kyle Bogamus, by the way. Okay. It's always good to be able to blame your mistakes on someone else. Well, uh, me choosing to play the deck, that's on me. But as far as him having uh, the the enticing, awful, like, zoo plus pile of nonsense, that's on him, you know? Yep. Uh, I love a good zoo plus nonsense. Uh, this maybe takes the science too far, but I still respect the effort and uh, the, the goals here. Yeah, I was, ex I was expecting the xgg tutor for vampire hex mage make an 8-8 kind of thing you know but yeah it seems seems fine it's like nah we'll just we'll just natty draw the hex mage and we have 12 battles so chances are we're gonna have one of these anyway it feels like this ergamon one would be better suited as as that card for sure right well like you, you see ergamon ramps to alara and Alara has a bunch of cards in like Scion of Draco, Fury, and Leyline Binding that it doesn't hit. Yeah. So your odds of hitting a Hex Mage are pretty damn good, actually. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Okay. I, I guess I get it. It's it's nonsense, right? But whatever. It's good nonsense, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spongle. Uh, a, a banger, but not a banger. Yogmoth now with four arboreal grazer for golgari rod farm brian has has modern gone too far never when the answer is arboreal grazer you're exactly where you need to be and uh 
effort approved. I like this. I think if you were to currently search through the shelves behind me, there are two modern decks that are still put together and built. One is <laughs> Young Moth. One is Amulet Titan. Shuffle and now them I together. Can shuffle them together and be ready for the metagame. I I actually don't hate this. I guess I wish there was. Uh, maybe it's just fine. Maybe it is just fine. Like I guess it's so we're replacing the uh, noble higher thing. Yeah. In this instance, right? Yeah. And you have four copies of Colony Garden too, which yeah, you block way better. And you have more food for Yogmoth and Grist. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you can Eldritch Evo the Grazer into a Grist. Like, is that worth having? I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, like, where a, a lot of what you're trying to do is just like make disposable stuff. I guess also to the Noble Hierarch doesn't effectively add to your Court of Calling count, so you get a. Okay. No real downside yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you're, that. You're blocking well. It, it really does seem fine to me. I, I don't hate it at all. Man, I honestly, I kind of like this. I think that this might be sort of genius. We shall see. We shall see if the Grazer takes its place atop the metagame once more. All right. Uh, Modi Sapiris. Four copies of Surge of Salvation in... Uh, blue white hammer, some seachrome coasts, Lavinia in the sideboard, no spell pierce or anything. Won't need because we have four surge of salvation. It was interesting, uh, you know, where your deck is effectively targeted by some things. You just go, okay, not anymore. And I think metagame call, this could be completely correct. Yeah. This doesn't look that bad to me either. Clean, simple, find the most efficient answer. Something that's all the deck needs. It's just the most streamlined, efficient answer. Well, next deck from Capsule 1 is another hammer deck. This one, Mono White. Three Mana Tide, three Surge of Salvation. Um, How different are these decks? The Blue Splash 1 has the Chippy. Uh, two Giver of Runes in each deck. A Core Outfitter instead of the Chippy in the other one. They're pretty similar, honestly. Yeah, they're very close. Just a slightly larger disruptive slash counter suite. I, I do love Mana Tithe. I think it's often nonsense, especially in a deck like this where you don't have a ton of mana inefficiency. Um, but I want it to be better than it actually is. Yeah. So I, I applaud the effort. And sometimes, you know, you you like get home from work or whatever, or you wake up on the weekends and you just feel like manatizing some people, you know? Yeah. I've I've been there. I've seen it time and time again in Cedric Phillips. You know? It's mm. like he's thinking about what to play in a league and it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna manatize some people. I can just tell. Like you that's just where you are right now. We all need that mental reset. Uh, that comes with a really good mana tithe. And then we mentally delete all those times where we just die with a handful of mana tithes. Oh, those, are, those are not important to us. 100%. Uh, okay, next deck, Willie Blake. Another mono red deck. This one, no Obosh. So we have things like Maze Mind Tome and uh, Shatter Skull Smashing in the mana base. Big fan of that. This one is pretty straightforward. Just like all four ofs uh, up to and including the sideboard. Four Stone Brain, four Pyrite Spellbomb, 
Uh, this one also main decking Relic of Progenitus. So see, told you. Oh, okay. I guess that's the thing. I'm just excited to see shenanigans in the sideboard. Yep. Don't see that one all that much these days. This deck is kind of weird. I just can't still. see ever ever playing this deck. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you do this to yourself. Uh, I I like all the cards so much, but it's like if this was a Pioneer deck, I'd be way more on board. You know. Yep. Sounds correct. Uh, Xenowan with ye old zero land Char Belcher. Uh, this is also always on my list, right next to Merfolk, I guess, as a deck that can just win a tournament out of nowhere, and I'll just be like, hmm, makes sense. Yeah, uh, doesn't seem like too much fancy stuff. Oh, Reckless Handling? Searching, hold on, searching. One okay. R sorcery, search yeah, your library yeah. for an artifact card, reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle, then discard a card at random. If an artifact was discarded this way, this deals two damage to each opponent. So, got like the little gamble for Char Belcher now. So, all right. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think that is is very reasonable and probably like gets you a point. I'm going to say it's a point three seven boost in win percentage. So, Char Belcher slowly moving up the ranks. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Home, bunch of four ofs for the most part. Dragon Rage's Channeler, Ragavan Nimble Pilferer, four copies of Goblin and Narcomancer. This is the uh, red-green Goblin Electromancer, sort of. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Reduces red and green cards. Uh, four Underworld Breach, four Mistress Bobble, four Desperate Ritual, four Paritic Ritual, four Metamorphose, uh, Abundant Harvest, two Grape Shots, some reckless impulses and Ren's resolves. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the cast. I saw this list popping up like a little bit at various times, and I do like this a lot. I actually really like this. I, I think it's like exactly my kind of stupid. There's just enough uh, chance of like winning a game fair off your, you know, turn one Ragavan, turn one Dragon Rage Channeler nonsense, which I think you just like actually factually always run out in this deck because you want it to die and you're fine with that and then you get to slam your anar narcomancer and have your actual threat come down but they can't afford to ignore it either right like it's not something yeah. they can just let sit there uh, and i think that's exactly what you want out of this turn one play and then you just combo some people and yeah i, I think this is probably good enough in a lot of instances uh i don't know what your goldfish turn looks like i, I think you're probably like five is my guess it's probably very hard to do this effectively on four um well if somehow your opponent is not interacting i can see pretty easy turn threes if you just play an archimancer on two and untap with it and there's also a world where you can play like an archimancer on three then a ritual then a breach and like go off from there right yeah, maybe. I, it, it requires a lot of stuff, for sure. I think you need a lot to go right in those scenarios. Yeah, probably like DRC on one to start. Yep. yep, yep, yep. That would help, for sure. Yeah, I think you just if you juice the graveyard a little bit, you could end up there. Um, but that's why it just feels like it needs like a couple pieces to come together. I don't think you're ever like raw one-piecing, so that's why four or five seems more realistic to me. Yeah, five... Um, Five is breach a narcomancer out of the graveyard, go off from there, right? Yep. Yep. And that's 
kind of simple mode at that point. Like, I think that is very, very easy to set up. So you're just asking a lot of questions across multiple turns, though, which is like if, if you see viable turn three wins, that means they need to interact on turns one and two. Again, turn one, Ragavan, incredible at forcing interaction. So if you're interacting on every single turn, one through five, asking your opponent to have an answer, it's a really nice spot to be, I think. And then you also just have random resets with Underworld Breach, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Reckless Impulse and Ren's Resolve doing a solid job of that, too. I love those empty the Warrens out of the sideboard, too. Like, opponent accounts for Graveyard and just like, well, here's 14 goblins. Good luck. Yeah. Aria Flame also. Yeah. Haven't seen that card in a while. I have a binder full of Aria Flame. So let's hope this one takes off. Should have sold them when they were seven or whatever. I know. I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, I like this a lot. I know, you know, I was working on the the is it sort of version of this and was trying to work out if there was a way to get a sort of like combo kill into it or whatever, but it, it did require working pretty hard with a lot of stuff like this. Um, and I, I sort of have the flip side issue with this where I wish there was some interaction in this version, you know, mm-hmm. and how many of these rituals do we actually need? Like that sort of thing. Cause if you're I think the answer is a lot, if you're ever going to realistically combo off. Really? Cause if you, yeah, if you have so. breach, it doesn't seem like you, you need the graveyard to just be like full of them. Right. It's like, if you have one, you just have as many as you want. So if, if you have DRC working and like a, enough juice, like yeah, yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like you need to find two most games and having 12 in your deck means you're pretty set up to find two yeah i I don't know i feel like you're gonna flood on a little bit but gold fishing required Mm. gigantha deck too oh yeah didn't even notice that that's cool okay uh next up cannabis boy um oh this deck is weird okay fury sign of draco shadow of mortality season pyromancer uh, some thought seizes, two fable of the mirror breakers, leyline binding, lightning bolt, shadow prophecy, and then calibrated blast. Uh, shadow prophecy, pretty good at setting that up, actually. Yeah, no, it is. And then, yeah, witch's cottage. I knew that was going to be there. Cool, cool little setup. Uh, again, kind of like falling. I mean, not exactly, but kind of the same idea as tribal zoo with a combo. It's just like some cards with a combo tacked onto the top. Uh, although I think you may be pretty reliant on the calibrated calibrated blast stuff. It doesn't seem like the rest of your creature is going to be all that good at getting the damage through. Uh, Pyromancer, Scion, like, you know, some Fable chip damage or whatever. It doesn't seem that bad. But, yeah, you, games are probably a lot easier when you're set up to blast someone. Mm-hmm. As is life. Yes. Uh, interesting deck. No matter what, I I always love when people are just like splicing things together. You know. Yeah. So no, respect. How I approach modern for a very long time, and sometimes you just gin it and hit something amazing. I think you have to do that kind of exploration. Yeah. Uh, festering eighty eight tribal zoo. This one utilizing only four invasions. This one invasion of Tarkir to go alongside the Scion of Dracos. Other than that, okay. yeah. Wild Nicodle, Ragavan, Tarmogoyf, Territorial Kavu, some stubborn denials, etc. Man, zoo resurgence this week in yeah. the modern leagues. Yeah, like I said, man, this this league is pretty good. It's I nice. I like it. Feels like extended from 14 years ago. All right, next up, demonic tutors, prolific Twitch streamer, playing a deck that uh, I just I don't know. I I kind of like forgot that you could do stuff like this, 
didn't think you could do stuff like this and also didn't think it was really in uh, Tudors' wheelhouse to do stuff like this. This is like Fires of Invention, Time Warp, Savor the Moment, Planeswalker nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just wild stuff. Wild stuff indeed. Chandra's Chandra Hope speaking, making the cut. I wondered if maybe when I first started looking at this list, I'm like, oh, is this just a hard Hope speaking deck now? Just one copy here. It is interesting, though, if like you're supposed to set up more towards a quasi ramp plus time warp Chandra deck. I don't know. I have like wheels turning in my head right now where I feel like there's something there. Uh, we we kind of saw it in Pioneer, honestly, with the Epiphany Chandra decks, but it seems like there's something else you could do in modern that would be even more powerful. You're trying to do like the modern equivalent of big score into this stuff to do it a little bit sooner versus uh, Fires of Invention yeah, goes maybe. sort of the slow route. Well, I mean, this deck has three gemstone caverns in the mana base, so okay. I I think that that is the uh, concession towards that sort of thing, I guess, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Chandra Torch of Defiance, too. One copy of that leaning uh, high down there. So, Yeah, that's a ramp spell for sure. Uh, also, this is a Karuga deck because you get to play Brazen Borrower, Fire Ice, Dead Gone, Fury. So, Yeah. For this however much that's worth it to you. Not the most exciting Karuga deck, I think. No, but it's it's not that bad. I, I don't know. I like... I, I'm just a Karuga hater. Like, I don't, I don't think you can I talk into it. I, I am too. It feels like the swing is almost never worth it. But if you're going to build, like, I, I don't think actually this deck is warping itself all that much for Karuga. That's why it seems fine to me, so. No, it's like De- Dead Gone would be Lightning Bolt or something, but that's about it. Maybe you don't play yeah. Brazen Borrower, but, uh, I mean, other than that, these are all cards that you kind of want to be doing if you're committed to, I'm going to do Fires of Invention, Saber yeah. Moment sort of stuff. Yeah, so. I think you're 90% of the way there anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, cool deck. Uh, props to tutors yet again. Uh, f- Fakivel. Is that right? Uh, it's <laughs> sure. Look, you can make up whatever you want for these names. Like, I, I, when you're dealing with usernames, I don't think you have to be all that precise with your pronunciation. It's one of those things where I had to like blink at it. I was like, am I having sort of like a dyslexia moment? You know, it's like. Anyway. I, I would go for Kibble in this case. All right. Uh, odd odd username. Very straightforward deck. Blue White Control. No nonsense like Ren and Six splashing Just playing it or anything. as close to the vest as possible. Like, yeah. There's nothing exciting about this list. Uh, Yeah, four Dress Down, four Counterspell, four Dovin's Veto, four Archmage's Charm. Just a bunch of four ofs. Uh, just right down the middle. A couple of Fairy Hero of Dominarias at the top ends. Uh, to Castle Vantress, so I guess now I'm a hater, but perfect. Uh, yeah, sideboard is 4442 and a Kahira. This is a person who knows what they like, that's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. They know what cards they want to play and they want to counter some spells. Yeah, Go you're you're talking about like, oh, you know, can we get in one copy of Medley Mage because that's almost always going to be good or whatever? And they're just like, I'm going to play the, the best blue white cards or like the blue white yeah. cards I love the most. That's it. It's pretty simple, idiot. Just put in the best cards. Uh, next up, Mash Malovsky. Uh, another Merfolk deck. This one with two copies of Spell Pierce, one Spreading Seas, uh, no Force Negation, but also two Subtleties, no uh, whatever Ruins, uh, or or Seagate Restorations, unfortunately. but Yeah, that makes sense, given the reduced focus on Subtlety Force Negation here. 
Uh, I, have, I have nothing to do. You can't make me talk about Merfolk again. I just refuse. Shuto Shotokan. Mono white humans. Copper Coat Vanguard making an appearance. This one is the uh, Solitude Shining Shoal now with Force of Virtue also mm-hmm. uh, version of the deck that has four copies of Amiria's Call. Uh yeah, and, and no no Ether Vial, of course. I, I honestly I need to play with this deck because I don't know. My first instinct is like, oh, I want to play the vial version. But this one certainly has a lot of power spike capabilities that the other one does not have access to. And this one also now has Knight Errant of Eos as kind of a bigger card to go with Shining Troll that you sort of want to just put in your deck anyway. And is a way to make up for the loss of card advantage from all of these things. So this one is is starting to look pretty appealing to me too. No, like I said, you can either sit there and die to the same cards over and over, Fury, or you can look for new answers. And a lot of what's going on here seems very reasonable like these cards are now powerful enough that you can bear some of this uh loss of mm, i guess you'd call it again action economy well ether vials kind of action economy weird right like it it, it does it, seem to push you forward it's for it's part. low until it's good right yeah it pays you uh, off on fair. like turns two and three yep uh but knight errant catching you back up for the card disadvantage stuff makes a lot of sense i do wonder if you're able to juice it effectively enough, but maybe you just you just don't care. And like this is a fine three drop. I, I think that's completely yeah. reasonable in this deck. Yeah, there's there's no uh like raise the alarm type of stuff trying to make it go super wide or anything, but like you don't you don't have to because you're also pairing it alongside a bunch of free spells, you know? Yep. So you're still able to do a couple different things every turn, right? Or at least it yep. seems that way. Oh, and like you mentioned, just having an, another nice discard for Shining Troll means that card is turned on a lot more, and uh, it is important it shows up when you need it to. We're now looking at Miria's Call, Knight, Errant, Abios, and Force of Virtues as sort of just hard Fury counters. So. Yeah, Solitude, too. Yeah, Solitude as well. So a lot of options. Oh, like the, the Force of Virtue stuff, like, can you imagine where they're like, uh, 2-1-1 with my yep, Fury? <laughs> There's something there's something special about that feeling, uh, like b- because I often experience small amounts of synesthesia, I equate weird things in magic with broader feelings, and then those translate through the rest of my life. This is going to be a really hard concept to explain. Bear with me. Is is synesthesia not primarily just colors? It can be. It, it manifests in different forms. Okay. Okay. Uh, but like the most common one is like color based. Um, but there is something about the feeling when you do that like broad pump at instant speed and counter very specific damage that to me feels exactly like parallel parking a car perfectly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to make sense to anyone else on the planet, but something about that specific interaction, it just feels like you just cruised right in there. It, I, it's just one of those things where you explain it like that. And it's like, I know the exact feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have a parallel parking story, but whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to, because for as much as we get in the weeds, no one especially cares about that. So, all right. Just all I want to know is rate your parallel parking on a scale from one to 10. Well, okay. So, <laughs> my story is uh, that I did okay in my driving test okay. as far as parallel parking is concerned, but like never had to apply it in the real world because I didn't live in a city. And then 
the first time I was put in a situation where I had to parallel park, I just ginned it. Nice. Like, first try felt incredible. And I'm just like, am I the best parallel parker on the planet? You know? And I don't think I've been able to successfully do it on the first try since then. Mm. I and can th- teach you. This was I, 20 I am a 10 years out of ago. 10 parallel parker. And I am convinced I can teach anyone on the planet to be a 10 out of 10 parallel parker. This I might know, actually be my next career. I know, I know the mechanics of it. Nope. I, I promise if I taught you the mechanics, you would be a 10 out of 10 parallel parker. Everyone thinks they know, but it's just very, very simple. It's just geometry, man. It's just math. It's very simple. But it, it it's weird because I have to be kind of like familiar with the car. Like that certainly helps a lot. I don't think you do. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, next time we're together, I'm going to put you through parallel parking class. And All right, man. I'm in. And tell. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, teaching... Uh, a mutual friend of ours actually uh, kind of like how to drive because they were a New Yorker who didn't have their license at like 25 or whatever. And was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I should probably get this or whatever. So I don't know. I feel like I helped in that regard, teaching the mechanics. They passed. That's good. So that's good. Not going to throw them under the bus or anything, but uh, all right. Uh, Soy bug Galade, or it could be Galade, like the Pokemon. I would have went Galade. All right. Uh, Invasion of Ikoria. This is the one I was looking for. XGG battle. Search up one copy of Vampire Hex Mage. Uh, uh, what? what I, I think it was modern. It like uh, Felix Slew won one of the challenges a while back. I don't know if you saw this with like uh, I think it was Death Shadow Tarmogoyf yep. Invasion of Ikoria. I did see that. Yeah, and it's like oh okay cool badass. This is kind of doing that thing. There are Tarmogoyfs. Uh, there's four invasions, one vampire hex mage, four Urza saga, four Elvish reclaimer, also four copies of Nissa resurgent animist, another aftermath card. Surprised, yep. we haven't actually seen more of this because it's well, pretty... it's fifty tickets on Magic Online, so nobody can get it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, pretty popular to experiment with this in you know like a lot of like karuga nonsense sort of stuff but card is very good yeah just elemental omnath stuff for sure and uh just kind of like mood lighting in this deck as like a lotus cobra value engine find my endurance like kind of thing i don't know it's cool or your elvish reclaimer oh i did forget about that okay yeah i was thinking like all right we're just like loading up on nissas yeah, and then eventually hitting an endurance and- we got we have uh glissa as well yeah, yeah. Aria. There's, there's yeah. a few. Yeah, I so like I I noticed like the random what ofs and was like, is that is that good enough? But yeah, like hitting the reclaimers. Okay, that makes sense for whatever reason. It just didn't track to me as an actual elf card. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything interesting we're doing with this reclaimer here in terms of setting something up? Well, Man, imagine if you could do this to go get dark depths, and then you have this vampire hex mage that can both get your <laughs> invasion vicorias and. Well, you have access to Reclaimer into Rot Farm, which is just one of my favorite things to do on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't care about anything else that's going on. Are they doing this in Legacy? I have no idea. I've It, see, it does <laughs> seem like something you could do, right? Like you could Hex Mage, Invasion of Vicoria, Elvish Reclaimer, and just have your whole Dark Depths nonsense with this backup of I made Lady. Yeah, I, I'm sure that that exists, but... <sighs> Legacy for, I don't know, basically, yeah, since since like Ragavan <laughs> type of crap, it's, I, I've 
had ebbs and flows where I'm like interested in the format and then I just get off of it because there's just too much nonsense. And basically since the uh uh into the dungeon stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the dungeon was what really broke me on Legacy. Yeah, I was just like, I, nothing even interesting is happening in this format anymore, so I just stopped clicking on it. I guess I looked a little bit uh, to see what people were doing with Atraxa and mm-hmm. to kind of like get my ducks in a row and see what I needed to get the remaining copies of cards for like Rakdos Reanimator and Legacy if I ever wanted to go to a Legacy tournament. How's that? going have you been to any legacy tournaments since i have not been to any legacy tournaments uh nor have i acquired all of the cards but the reason for that is i don't need many of them because i i had most of the reanimator pieces already okay that's so good. i do i i have like japanese tempest reanimates and like fbb animate deads and stuff like i am well stocked nice no, that's good you won't always have those readily available yeah you never know when, like, a pickup game of Legacy is going to happen, right? Right. You got to break out your finest cards. <laughs> All right. Stanley Steamer. Uh, is it Phoenix? Demi Lich. Uh, Forgot about that card. Wow. Yeah. This, this is like an aspiring. That, that was also Hogak, I think. Oh, yeah. This, this is an expi- aspiring spike only card, you know? Uh, Light Splash for Prismatic Ending. Uh, Doing Faithless Salvaging stuff, which I think is, I want to say comically underrated, but I also get it. Like, I've, I've definitely played with it and had situations where, you know, you, you ideally try and get it to be like the last card in your hand in some yes. instances. But then there are instances where, <laughs> like, you have two copies in your hand. It's like, this this kind of sucks, This actually. is the worst, yep. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, one copy of Fiery Temper, one copy of Just the Wind, a couple little Madness Enablers to go along with Faithless Salvagings mm-hmm. and the Faithful mm-hmm. Mendings. Yeah. I I feel like it's kind of nonsense to be doing that stuff, but I also love it. This is this is all nonsense. This is not good enough love for it. modern anymore. I, I also love it, but it's it's not good enough. It really can't be. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, Radiant Rice, Dredge, Dirge. Looking for interesting things, but I, I haven't found any. Four gemstone caverns in the sideboard. Okay, that's cool. How often? It, like, four is a lot, you know? It is. I, I do think, though, throughout the history of modern, this is something that should have happened more often. Yeah, probably. Especially since so many of the, the dredge sideboard cards were pretty mopey, pretty ineffectual. Yep. So yep, this, I can see this mattering in a lot of spots. Yeah, this one is just like, yeah, hey, we got some ley lines, got some disenchants for anti-hate, and then caverns. Let's go. Keep it simple. Uh, Renicane, green, white, Heliod, but with a lot of weirdness. Um, one Sylvan Caryatid, kind of strange. Uh, a giant killer. Uh, four Sanctifier Invex main deck, four Prosperous Innkeepers, which <laughs> links, the the, same thing. links to <laughs> Prosper Tomebound. Thank you, which Gatherer. Somehow a real card. Okay. Uh, and four Haywire Mites main deck. Love it. Yeah. The most exciting card to me here is Haywire Might. Everything else is just like, uh, I don't know. I thought I thought we were over this deck. It doesn't do a lot for me anymore. I think it is completely okay. I would actually have to take stock of how many decks are cold to infinite life. Because it the the yeah, number may surprise you. you yeah, know? that's a good question. But 
Uh, Haywire might, especially like in this context, just like, oh, we're just going to play four main deck, you know, in in a deck that doesn't even have Urza Saga, right? It's like, that's the sort of thing where if artifacts are the best thing to be doing in modern, it's like, okay, it's not that bad because people are yeah. already doing a bunch of stuff. This card like is anyway. just good. It's yeah. just It's just a very good card. You don't really have to stretch all that far. Right. So, uh, I I don't really like this deck, but I have Moto blinders on. Like most of mm. the way that no, I interact fair. with modern is is through Moto, and and yeah. even if I was like testing for a real life tournament, I would be soured by the fact that I wouldn't be able to effectively test this on Magic Online. So mm-hmm. I don't actually have a ton of experience with this. Uh, I do have experience with like green white devoted druid and and going through the iterations of that sort of stuff and. I sort of hate like green white creature combo setups, but this one looks like a little weird to me. Uh, to the point where it's like, ah, oh, maybe this is like actually doing something. Where it's like, you have Oriok champions, you have Sanctifier and Vex. You're just very, very frustrating for like scam to deal with. You know, like that kind of thing. So yeah. maybe you get much like you have to points. take much like you have to take stock of how good infinite life is. I think you have to take stock of how many decks are actually trying to pressure your life total in a fair fashion. And if that number is high, I think this deck becomes much better. Yeah, because uh you know this this deck starts every game at 30. Mm-hmm. So and then uh I don't know, maybe you just Heliod like beat down them. Who knows? It can happen. Or maybe you whiff on your collective companies. Uh unlikely. 35 creatures. One of them don't, one of them is a walking me. ballista, so maybe not the best hit, but I'll find a way. You will find a way. All right. Cha-Cha Clyde. Uh, oh, yeah. I love this deck. I sent this to you, dude. You left me yeah. on red when I sent I this to you. I'm so pissed. Uh, I, I was also excited about it, but you caught me at a busy time, which is just kind of like my MO these days. But uh, You make yeah. time for stuff like this. Okay, this I is... Know. I should. This is Recto Scam, uh, but Unlucky Witness... Three Mayhem Devils, two Blood Gas, four Goblin Bombardment, one Obnixilus Captive Kingpin. Dude, this is cool. Yeah, just quasi. It's not even like combo kill. Like you can't actually combo in any meaningful ways. You just add a bunch of reach and annoying damage to your deck. Goblin Bombardment, one of my all-time just favorite cards. I, I am very much in the camp of this is as much fun as you can have while playing Magic. So getting up to nonsense with this and feign deathing my furies and griefs while wanting you that one makes all the difference in the world to me like now i'm living my best life yeah or even just mayhem devil uh incarnation right like you get you get like the extra value it just feels so nice you know yeah yeah that one matters i mean maybe it doesn't but to me it does yeah uh, I, I just love the idea of bombardment unlucky witness like feign deathing that thing that's very cool. What do you think about this tomb of Rami in in the mana base? I haven't seen that in quite yeah, some time. Yeah, that that card always struck me as nonsense. But you know, go off. You can you can just do whatever you want. I uh, just I just know I own a few, and uh, you know, a nice old fashioned spike on tomb of Rami would would do me some good. Should I ever sell, which I won't, so who cares? Yeah, stocks. Um, yeah, I, it makes a little bit more sense if you're planning on just pitch carding your entire hand away it's like well at that point just like sack on lands make a five five who cares uh i i do like gambits and i like gambits in particular that just like leave you cold and uh i think the best players know when to activate those gambits um and they kind of get a bad rap from 
maybe more middle of the road players who feel like they're supposed to control everything. But the best players know that sometimes you just got to shove all in and that's, that's what you do. I and, uh, honestly, I think the thing I hated about Westvale Abbey the most was that you did shove and then they're like, you know, obviously I have answer to Ormondal. And then you, ha- you have to technically keep playing the game because you still have your lands. Yeah. Frustrating. We'll just take my lands away and let's, let's be. Yeah. Then, then we'll just scoop up our zero remaining permanents and go, go next. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot better. Uh, Galenator. I know, I know this person. Um, friend of mine. Can, can uh, you talk not, to them about their deck choice? I, ha- I have not, but, uh, they, they're like a Grixis aficionado. So they used to, we used to like do collabos a decent amount of time. Uh, basically just, uh, encouraging each other to play to their worst habits, I guess, okay. <laughs> as yeah. like two Grixis fans are wont to do. Anyway, uh, this is a little bit more tempered. This is uh, blue white control, uh, a couple dress downs, a couple force negations, a couple subtleties, uh, but also Narset part of days undoing. Yeah, I will say a pretty disciplined approach to the days undoing combo. I, I like this better than just like, I am a days undoing deck. And then you have the one of uh, like, Gyro Reach Sanitarium to kind of exploit a little bit more. I think that is the perfect amount of nonsense you need for these decks. And even if it was one of, I would I would sign off on it. Just like let Narset be a good card. Yeah. Try and gin that day's undoing in some spot. And I think that's what that card is supposed to do. Yep. I'm I'm down kind of with all of this. Like if if I were doing blue white control stuff, you could you could definitely sell me on this, especially when you're uh, this is like kind of a combo, kind of not a combo, but you're pairing Narset with six incarnations. So you're mm. doing more of the tap out planeswalkery thing, but you have more pitch spells to back it up. So the creatures obviously like don't really combo with the Narset, but it, it makes you feel a lot more safe uh, spending like an early turn developing in that sort of way when you actually yeah, have protection to sure. back it up too. So sure. I, do, I do like this. I think that this is a, a very well-built deck. Yeah, it looks clean. Uh, Ezebison, Jund, uh, Liliana the Veil, Riveteer's Charm, Akroxa, just all all the sort of stuff I hate. I have nothing to offer this person. Enjoy your life. Keep playing Jund. Yeah, I, I hope you don't you don't care about what I say anyway, so why bother? I hope that you got the the maximum amount of value from the league. And by that I mean like you got to play the full 15 games. Mm. You know, like that that is, I think, ultimately what you want as a Jund player. Probably. Uh, it, is, it is much better than the classic Jund League, which is like a 3-2, you know, the, the old Jund 5-0. Right, yeah. Uh, yep, deck, I've, I've lived through a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, deck fade in 07. Here we go. Uh, Rhinos, but make it uh, Nissa Resurgent Animist, Omnath, Bloodbraid Elf, and Scion of Draco, obviously. Uh, yeah. I, I think I like this more than I like typical rhinos honestly like at least we're doing a solid backup plan that actually seems pretty appealing to me i i am a nissa believer i'll say that i think this card is just extremely extremely good i don't think you need to work very hard to make it extremely extremely good and you know hit your hit your fury hit your omnath and i think that's all you really need to do here and then you just get a lotus cobra sometimes which is completely fine yeah i agree with all that uh the the question of like well, like, what is Nissa doing? Uh, you you make it work, you know? Because yeah. I guess you get Bloodbraid Elf too. There's there's always a hidden elf there that you you aren't accounting for. Oh uh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I not gonna lie, I was not thinking about that, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
Uh, see, I was just thinking like, okay, more Nisses and Furies and, and Omnaths, like we're good. But yeah, hitting Bloodbraid Elf is pretty nice too. Man, I love Bloodbraid Elf. This is this is almost enough to tempt me. All right, uh, Calendae, MTG, uh, Humans, but Aethervile Saga, um, Unsettled Mariner, Reflector Mage, so just straight blue-white, Fortified Beachhead, let's go. Yeah, okay. It works. Oh, I did a quick scroll. You got the soldiers, so. Yeah, this is, uh, this is not bad. Yeah, Un- Unsettled Mariner doing some uh, odd soldier stand-ins. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, this all looks like, I mean, Copper Colt Vanguard, also a soldier, very much ready to oh. do the thing. So, yeah, we're we're doing it for sure. I Does that move the needle for standard at all? I, was, I didn't actually notice that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Soldiers and standard is not literally Hogak, and we have uh, established right. that that is the bar. That's, so. that's all we have time for, correct. All right, uh, here's another Affinity deck that is uh, Seagate Restoration, Force of Negation stuff. Uh, kind of curious as to like what is actually different enough from this list to the last one, but I'm definitely not going to go look. So Nope, I agree with all of that. And uh, it feels like these decks have identified something they're trying to exploit with this counter magic suite. So uh, interesting to watch them and see if they can take down some, some events over the coming weeks. Uh, next up, Rock Paper. Uh, literally Hogak, but make it modern. Uh, this one is Gruel, Cheap Stuff, Bushwhacker, uh, Convoke into Ancient Imperiosaur, which is 5GG66 Dinosaur. Uh, Convoke, Trample Ward 2. This enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it for each creature that convoked it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you probably have not played a ton of Limited with, uh, with March, I right? uh, I registered for the arena open. Oh really? I I built my deck. Did not play any games. Okay. That's been the extent of my limited involvement. Just donating, dude. Do yeah. you, you didn't even have time to like join and concede to people? Uh, I should have. That would have been polite. It, it, it didn't cross my mind. I could I could have squeezed that in, but yeah. I just built the deck and I was like. Uh, this doesn't excite me. Okay, I no, that's that's away. completely fair. Uh, yeah, th- this card is is funny because it's just been like the most ludicrous thing you can be doing sometimes, and then sometimes it's just you know a thirty thirty that just gets spot removal killed, and it's yeah, <laughs> it that's varies wildly. I could see that. Uh, do you want to point out the Chatterstorm usage here, getting some good use out of those Brian G tokens, of which I have about. Uh, four thousand in my basement. So if anyone needs some, I I have maybe ten thousand. I don't know how many I have. I have so many. many. Yeah, too many. Um, but yeah, uh, the the green things to convoke definitely very nice. Um, this this looks good to me. It looks like you you spew a bunch of things on the battlefield, and then you either pay it off with one of the seven bushwhackers or just the the very very big thing at the top end and sometimes it is just like going super wide i guess with like chatterstorms and mm-hmm. demolitions and rebirths and like maybe you don't even need one of the bushwhackers because you're just so wide so the problem with these lists has always been like oh i draw like too many enablers basically and not enough yep. payoffs but now i think you're just at a point where there is enough and I don't know if that's actually a thing that you want to be doing in modern or a thing that's like fast enough or uh, 
interacts enough because certainly this deck doesn't interact very much, but um, you know, it's, it is there is a thing that you can try. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, all indexes like this have benefited a ton from the London Mulligan, but this one is also critical mass. So those are the decks that have not benefited from London Mulligan. Right. Like you can go set this up, but you still need seven cards in your hand to really do anything. And that's why these decks have kind of not skyrocketed to the top the way some of the other combo decks have. Yeah, A plus B. Yeah, I don't see a ton here that fixes that problem, honestly. Like it's it just looks like another version of something we've seen before. Cool. Yeah, and I, I wonder if uh these sort of decks can take notes from any of the spites that's happening in pioneer because i've seen like some pretty good iterations of, of the archetype over there too mm-hmm. yeah maybe so be interesting uh impetuous uh eladomri's call devoted druid fiend artisan which basically means it's a given that there's like tyvar in the list because that's a pretty nice combo too mm-hmm. uh no sagas just a Stoneforge Mystic kind of mini package here. Uh, I don't know. This this looks solid. This looks like a pretty good version of uh, Devoted Druid. Yeah, you like the Stoneforge Juke out of this deck? Well, Stoneforge also just provides a bunch of like combo pieces too. Yeah. So it's it seems sort of like a necessity. I don't know. It's also the thing like you you play Stoneforge and like get Cauldra complete or or Batter Skull or whatever and they're like we'll kill your Stoneforge and then you have Tyvar to immediately bring it back. That's always pretty nice. Yeah, no, that's true. So I don't know. I like this. It seems all right. Okay, worth a shot. Maybe has some some Fury problems, but has like two Burnt and Forge Tenders main deck. I don't know if you need to do more work than that to to stop that issue, but who knows. Feels like yes, given how far other decks have to go, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe Tyvar Tyvar helps. Getting those rebuys is good. It does for sure. But yeah, at that point it's like a tempo problem, maybe. But uh all right. Uh Musagete. Approved. I don't even know like what uh language, like what dialect this could be pulling from. Uh, it could just be complete nonsense. It could That's be a potential dialogue. I feel like most people like don't do things at random though, you know. There's usually a reason behind things. Anyway, uh, we got some elves. Uh, one finale of devastation, two court of calling, two collected company, thirty-seven creatures, eighteen lands. Uh, okay, one vizier of remedies. I forgot Quirin Rager was legal in modern. Honestly, yeah. So four devoted druid, kind of splashing that in there. Uh, Realm Walker. Uh, yeah. This feels like elf combo with very few ways to actually combo. No, yeah, you just, uh, like, Izuri. You just Izuri, yeah. Plus, plus make a bunch of mana or whatever, uh, or, like, devoted druid into, like, your miser's finale or something. I don't know. I would prefer to draw my deck instead. Let yeah. Let know when we can do that. Glints of Nature, unbanned. Um, I think you could. I mean, you could. I just think the context around modern has changed so much that the the actual ban list should be completely revisited. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I mean, given given the fact that again, like there is force of negation and fury and that sort of stuff, it's like yeah, glimpses. Yep. Uh, probably not that offensive, but I am always concerned about 
the new things that you could do with Glimpse potentially. And I don't know what those are. All, all I'm saying is like, explore those options first before you unilaterally make the decision to unban a bunch nah, of stuff. Nah, fuck it. Just unban everything. <laughs> I mean, that, that was kind of the solution for modern beforehand. It's like the format's big enough. It'll probably sort itself out. It'll be fine. That, that's what became like the defining method of legacy sorting itself out. And it, it worked for a very long period of time. It, did. it only really stopped working when uh, you sort of rewrote the rules of how powerful cards can be via, you know, commander box sets or uh, modern, modern horizons type sets. Once we got into that period, then it became very, very hard for these things to just sort themselves. Yeah, out. It's like, all right, now we got to take some, a little bit more of a hands-on approach or whatever. Yeah. Uh, odd that this is actually an elf-based deck and does not include Nissa, but I, I kind of get it because that's a little, yeah, little small ball, a little too yep. slow and grindy for what this deck is actually trying maybe to a do. Sideboard, sideboard package could be quite good. It could be, uh, or or just maybe in in place of Roamwalker. Okay, you yeah. know, I could see that too. Anyway, uh, uh, Nevis, uh, hardened scales, a lot of hardened scales, a lot of Ozliths, uh, three of each Ozlith. Four hardened scales, of course. Patchwork automaton, love to see it. Um, yeah, one gemstone caverns. I was looking for that, and another in the sideboard because this is this is a deck that is like it, it could use something like Mox Opal very badly because yes. you d you don't have a ton of efficient things to do on turn one. You're very much about like oh, I need to get to like two mana and then to four mana, and then that's when you really start popping off, you know. Yeah, these are the decks that I'd be like excited to put back into the metagame with Mox Opal coming back. Yeah. It's just uh I I probably living in denial of some of the decks that I would not be excited to put back into the metagame. But things like this would be really good. Yeah, I agree. Um I don't know, we could debate how how bad was modern actually when it was like stirrings versus looting or whatever, and it's like I don't I don't think it was that bad. But nope, I think it's better than it is now. That could be uh hindsight blinders on a little bit or like nostalgia blinders i don't know maybe uh masa kitaro tron uh still still got some green cards in here so let's grind agent stirrings thrag tusk uh i saw some that were kind of like mono brown with like the artifact that looks at the top five basically does the stirring thing and like i don't okay i don't think that yeah. that's that bad uh, that seems okay karn back in the mix that's nice to see. Yeah, this is a a more classical version, I would say. Not not sure who this beats anymore. That's okay. Tron gonna Tron. It's it's like the the Jun player, the Liliana the Veil Jun player. It's like I yep. hope you had a great time. Yep. I would fire up a Tron League. I could enjoy it myself. I I wouldn't finish it, but I would fire it okay. up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, Ganja de de Yanga. Mono, eh, well, not mono red goblins. Little little black splash, little green splash. Ignoble hierarch, sling gang lieutenants. We have the combo right, yeah. Four harbingers, four snoops. Uh, but this one is doing more of like the normal gobliny stuff, like three ringleaders. Yeah, this is cool. This feels like old legacy goblins in a lot of ways. Uh, I also wouldn't register that deck for a tournament, but. No, this probably is probably the same thing going on here, but it's fun. This is uh 
like the old humans decks where you play it and it feels okay. And you're like, Oh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm making progress or whatever. And then you play against like a string of fury decks and you're just like, God, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing with my life? I need to reevaluate. And this one doesn't seem like it has a lot of incidental stuff that you can add to it. Like, oh, I'll just play force of virtue or whatever to get around it. Yeah, man. Like the more we have this conversation and you talk about like what cards are banned and what cards aren't, it just feels like Fury is supposed to be banned way more than any of the other cards we're talking about in terms of like what it makes possible. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, yes, I guess no. you have to choose a lane. You have to choose a lane, right? Like it either is there or it isn't there. Yeah. And we say that, but all these decks are showing up. Like how many merfolk and elves and like goblins and humans, like the next deck is our fourth humans deck of yeah. the, the deck dump, right? No, so it's a lot. Uh, Florispar. This one is uh, vile, lots of colors, humans, but also with two Force of Virtue, uh, Meddling Mage, but also Jarena and Coppercoat Vanguard. So this this is just like the amalgam of all of them, effectively. Value Force of Virtue here. Yeah, which which is great. Um, I was I was looking at things like you know Burnt and Forge Tender main, but again, just notching the Fury on the stack with force yep. seems pretty reasonable yeah again to like legend density as you put more legends in, into this deck i like ways to use the redundant ones so force of virtue doing a good job there yeah my method was uh, i guess i just let them all die to fury and then i deploy my other ones then i make them again <laughs> yeah that'll work but no like jarena does a good job of that too just given all your stuff expert so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of built-in answers also this one has you know, forge tenders in the sideboard and yep. sanctifier and vex and whatnot. Uh, Liberty Bell. Decks are trying. They're definitely trying. Oh yeah, at this point. yeah. Uh, Liberty Bell and some numbers for Bowmat Courier. I'm salivating. Uh, Mono Red Saga with the four shrapnel blast, four galvanic blast, four lightning bolt. The the first version of this deck to pop up that I saw had uh, like DRC and stuff. This mm. one has four Memnites three cranial plating cranial let's plating. go yeah, that's pretty sick i love this man give this deck some opals only this deck yes yes else. absolutely this would be so rad yeah oh i love this deck so much i i might you actually believe it's good uh <laughs> got him <laughs> uh i i declined to answer okay. on uh, the grounds that I may incriminate myself, I guess. Um, don't want to just be a absolute liar on the podcast or expose my ineptitude in regards to modern, my my out of touchness, you know. So, just call it Hogak and move on. Oh uh, yeah, literally Hogak is the name of this deck. Actually, um, I think I still have the other one built, like the OG version. Uh, how many cranial platings do I own? That's a good question. You have to have enough cranial platings. But over time, I've owned them, but I've I've lost them at various points. Okay. You know, like sold I my collection or gotten it you if you need me to. burned in a fire or whatever. So now I, it's like, oh, if I open half a box of like some master set or whatever, I pick up like one or two copies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how many I actually own, but uh, there's uh the, the old bordered version, I guess. So is this in Brothers War? So that means that Cho probably has a bunch because he opened a case. There you go. So I can also just go raid his stash. Like, but those are pretty rare, right? No, there's there's one a pack, and like the the commons, uh, the commons were very common. I think in his case, there were 
uh, almost three play sets of Mishra's Bobble, for example. Okay. So, Interesting. yeah, the, the, the commons and uncommons were very common and uncommon, I will say that. So my baubles not work what they used to be? No. No, they are not. Uh, if, they, if they are $10, I'd be shocked. They're foil. Does that help? Uh, if they are foil cold snap, you might still be good. I don't think so. Okay. A Johnny 89, am you lit? But with Through the Breach, I uh, got some copies of Green Sun's Twilight. I actually suggested Green Sun's Twilight as a card to kind of like tie the room together uh, in speculation of Mycosynth Gardens coming out where it's like, well, now you are probably pretty good at assembling double amulet. You just need to ensure that you're actually able to still have enough off. threat density, right? Yep. Yep. And then this does that. Seems seems completely fine. I, I don't know about Through the Breach. Like, I, I've never really been a huge Through the Breach believer in Amulet. I'm not sure if, like, wanting to do Green Sun's Twilight stuff changes that at all. It doesn't immediately to me. I feel like you, uh, you would want to play one or the other. Yeah, that's that's my first guess, but I, I would have to think about it more. I'm, I'm not saying that with, like, hard authority. Yeah, that's, that's just my uh, off-the-cuff reaction. Obviously, I don't know for sure, but... Uh, this, the sideboard of this one is, is kind of wild, too. Like, one Kola and Yadaro, one Care Keep, a Dragonlord Dramoka, a Cityscape Leveler. Okay. I, I'm curious about the Care Keep. Uh, the other stuff I see, like, it, it makes sense to me for sure. That one I'm not 100% sold on yet. Just trying to sort it out in my head. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I got nothing. We, we played we played a, a colony garden for Liliana, but I don't know why you'd specifically want to care keep. Yeah, that was also back when we were playing tribe scouts too. Yeah, we actually needed to keep it alive. Now we have grazers, and it's just like okay, yeah, do your I, thing. I don't know. All right, um, Yoke Tron, but mono blue, which for whatever reason, just means that it has to be full of one-ofs and nonsense, and that remains true. Yeah. Uh, these these people, are they're, they're unstoppable. They will just do this till the end of time, and it will never change. And again, they don't care what I have to say, so I'll just save my words. Oh, that's true. They definitely don't care. Um, if you are a condescend, remand, uh, repeal gamer, this is this is where you want to be. This is your sweet spot. Yep. Uh, NSG nineteen eighty nine indomitable creativity. Uh, this is the Daryl Ayers list, or like pretty close to it list that I I do like a lot. It just like cuts through all the BS and just yeah, plays no like nonsense. the best cheap cards. Uh, four copies of Spell Pierce, bunch of lightning bolts. You know, seems good. I still I still think this deck is very good. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. This is this is not exactly that list, I guess. Uh, you know, decent amount of time has passed since then, but uh, I think the the core of it, the thing that it was getting to, just like distilling it down to the cheapest parts, I think, is the thing that they kind of held on to with this, which I like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said it for so long, just get rid of all the nonsense, like streamline this deck, and it would be so good. And here we are. So we did it. Uh, Red Basilisk. Blue, Black, Mill, Misers, Jay's Perfected Mind, Misers Ensnaring Bridge, got some Merfolk Seeker Keepers, no idea if that's playable. Uh, Fading Hope is odd, and Echoing Truth is kind of odd, but whatever. 
This deck just gets to win oh. a random tournament at some point. Oh, I but, see. Four copies of Scheming Symmetry. Yeah, so getting your demonic tutors going. Meh. That doesn't seem great to me, but... No. Whatever. All right. I think that card was Hogak, too, for a period of time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Willie Adel. Uh, just stock. Racto Scam. Scamming people. As you do. All right. Yeah. Making a note to play a lot of actual Rakdos cards for Blood Tithe Harvester to Terminate to Dreadboar. So, going for a lot of consistency. Respect. Seems fine. Uh, Fuya, Hammer, two Surge of Salvation, two Spell Pierce, two Kemba, Call, Enduring, a couple Haywire Mites hanging out. Sure. Is Kemba good? Doesn't seem great. Do you remember when we talked about this? We were excited about it, and then it... I, and then I realized it wasn't Core Outfitter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of I kind of poo-pooed it, but, like, there was the slight upside where it was castable off of, like, Urza Saga, so, you know, maybe. Um, yeah. But I, I think, end of the day, I was just like, oh, yeah, never mind. This doesn't seem good enough, but it is, it is a card you can technically play. Like, if you have... Uh, the hammer box, you know, like Todd had his teamer box and you have like yeah, yeah. amulet put, box put or whatever. Like box. it lives in the box. It seems fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, extra, extra easy. Extra easy. That one. Come okay. On, well, that one was actually extra easy. Clearly it's not. I got, I got hooked up on the, like the R A E A in the middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, extra you. easy. Ironically enough, 88. Uh, Shadow. I was like looking for scam stuff, but no, it's just Rakdos Shadow. Yeah, just Rakdos cards with Shadow. Yeah, a couple underworld breaches chilling. I think that that is an excellent place to be for uh whatever sort of like DRC Ragavan mid-range deck you are. Breach as just a value card is so incredible. Yep. Completely fine. Uh I would talk myself into this deck like once in a while if I was still playing a heavy dose of leagues and it would be fine. It, it, like very much in the Jund range, I think. Yeah. I was about to make a, a Jund 5-0 comment, like probably rack up some 3-2s. Yep. No big deal. Uh, all right. Next up, Aimbot, Burn, no Eidolon, uh, two Roiling Vortex. I think that that's like kind of normal-ish now. I'm not sure if I'm on board 100% with that. Uh, I do like Roiling Vortex a ton. So I'm in favor of uh, definitely playing that main deck, but I don't know if I want to like cut Eidolon completely. It's like it's the meddling mage kind of thing, right? It's like is playing one that bad, you know? Yeah, just see if you can spike. I I understand that theory. I tend not to offer advice on burn decks because they all look just horrible to me. The only time burn is actually appealing to me is when searing blaze type effects are good. Like if you can do that and get value, then I start getting enticed by burn. Uh I want to say I don't think that's where modern is, but then as we move through this deck dump, it's just creature deck after creature deck. So yeah, maybe you're fine for yeah, picking up a five out. <laughs> but like a lot of the stuff that they're using to combat Fury also is pretty good against Searing Blaze, right? Like all the random like ward effects and that stuff. Is, that is true. Maybe that's not true. the Force of Virtues, but certainly the Shining Shoals, right? Mm -hmm. Ugh, Shining Shoal. Ugh. Yeah, that'll get you. Uh, I. I've I've registered burn a couple times. One of which was the uh, I think it was the only SCG Players Championship that I played in, and 
just had like a good read that it was going to be very good. And sure enough, it was just like a lot of, you know, Delvery sort of things. And Burn is just incredible into a field like that. So there's a time and a place. Yeah, I've I've been close exactly one time. I had I had two decks and I didn't know which one I was going to register. And it was uh, Pro Tour Vancouver where I did very medium with my constructed deck in six old limited. So mm. I I regret very much not registering burn for that tournament because it was also absurd in that tournament. Okay. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to be a burn player and I still regret it. Yeah. I mean, I, I played red decks uh, at a couple of the later pro tours and, and didn't really regret it, but this was like runaway steamkin experimental right. frenzy type of stuff. So. Yeah, this era was uh, like the the four damage uncounterable thing, and then there was searing blood, which lined up really well against all the uh, like Jace decks. So yeah, basically every deck had targets for it, and there was like I think ultimately it went on to win the Pro Tour, uh, but also there was a bunch of copies in the top eight as well. Yeah, that that tournament was funny. I I know that we're like running out of time here, and I'll try and get through the last decks quick, but I do want to tell the story. We're like. I we got to our testing house and I built mono red because it just had so many powerful looking cards uh, from like origins and like the last couple sets. And we just happened to be on a team that was very high on mono green devotion players, you know, like Brad mm. Nelson and whatnot. And we just couldn't get the red deck to beat devotion. So I was like, oh, I guess like this, this red deck is not playable. But like no one else in the pro tour field was like a devotion player you know like no one no one tested against devo or anything so it was like we all end up playing devo because we think it's pretty good and we think that mono red is not good but like no one else tested against devo so they all think mono red is pretty good it's like mono red's the deck of the tournament but like we end up crushing the mono red people you know it's very weird yeah yeah day one i i crushed all the devo decks yeah and then day two they were gone and the red decks and like uh and soul decks were just stomping my uh my my shitty creature combo deck all day long so yeah and uh we we got beat up by the insole decks a decent amount so yeah i don't know i, I top 25 i thought it was pretty good I, I beat up on a bunch of mono red decks so it's good times good enough uh kubasek uh <laughs> 79 card <laughs> four color omnath Just, uh, something about that is funny to me it seems perfect. Seems like the perfect number of cards. Uh yeah, no no Nissa, nothing like super fancy outside of playing seventy nine cards, I guess. Like doing Is that is that fancy or is that it's just nonsense? It's it's something. It's definitely nonsense. But like, yeah, I mean Eladomri's call, you gotta get you gotta fit in that deputy detention, you know what I'm saying? So I guess so. Uh Emrakul the promised end at the top end, whatever. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh Arch Gaze. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is this is a new archetype we get to talk about. Two Ragavans. Almost certainly the correct number. Uh, but DRC Tarmogoyf, Fable, Lightning Bolt. Oh, just a normal deck, nothing exciting. Bobble, uh, Traverse, Tarfire. I will say, even with Traverse and whatnot, it's a mistake to register Tarfire, okay? It just is. Okay. All right. Just just so you know. Uh but yeah, red green, uh, Ragavan DRC, pretty normal traverse stuff, and then you have Craig and Wick Cremator into Yargle and Multani. I have a binder full of Craig and Wick Cremator. Hell yeah, sitting dude! Sitting out there, and are you I rich? Have, I don't think so because it was reprinted. Oh let's, yeah. Let's go ahead and and look. We'll take a we'll take a Google. I was like there double, was a period, double masters too. It was pretty recent. Yep. Uh, it's only been reprinted once. So, Craig and Wick. 
Did I spell that right? C R A G G A N W I C K. Forty nine cents from Double Masters. Unlucky. Forty nine cents from Shadowmore. Double Masters foil, two dollars. There's there's no value here. I have a worthless binder full. Listen, Dragonwood Cremators. Listen though, here's the upside, right? Um, outside of Ragavan and Fable, the rest of this deck has got to be pretty cheap, right? Uh, yeah. I would expect so. Like, there, there's a random cavern of souls to traverse for, and I would argue that that is kind of a necessity. But, you know, you don't necessarily need to play two Ragavans. Feels like the endurances in the sideboard are probably expensive. No, sure. they are. They are for sure. But I don't know. Like, say, say you can build a modern deck for like 300 bucks. Like, that's that's pretty good, right? Oh, that's cool. And it's, it, I think this deck is good too, by the way. Like, I, I think it's just completely fine. It's not bad. It's, I, I would certainly much rather do this than Liliana the Veil, you know? Yep. I would agree with that. No, this is cool. Uh, Hiwa, Ragavan, Tarmogoyf, Urza Saga, but also Liliana of the Veil. Uh, there is also a Glissa Sun Slayer, but there is a Glissa, but no Nissa. So not super soul fancy. Soul of Windgrace as well. Uh, yeah, Soul of Windgrace, just just chilling. Uh, I guess Soul of Windgrace, cool with Saga. I will say that, but uh, yeah, not necessarily something I want to do. Yeah, well, I I would rather do this than like non Saga Saga Jund. I'll say that. I don't want to do either, but I, yeah, I would rather do this. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with the Soul of Windgrace in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, uh, Malik's. Another pretty low to the ground, uh, indomitable creativity deck, four spell pierce, four lightning bolt. This one has two change the equations main deck, also two copies of big score main deck. Uh, This is fine to me, maybe getting a little bit more back into the nonsense than I I would appreciate, I guess, but that's fine. I think there's a lot of branching big score Chandra combo decks <laughs> and i think we're only we're only starting to see the uh, tip of the iceberg as far as they go i'll i'll take your word for it all right serialed okay. recto scam nothing fancy no nothing fancy cool uh micrograms char belcher but uh this one has serum powder i don't think the other one had it and this one has four copies of reckless handling okay we all have serum powder nowadays with the uh, London Mulligan, but yeah, take an extra one. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Alexander Flores, Mono Green Tron. This this one is a little little spicier, a lot more one ofs, uh, random noxious revival, you know, type of stuff. Okay. I feel like I've done that before. I don't remember for what scenario, but I do feel like I played noxious Revi- revival in my Tron deck before. I can't think of a situation where I'd want to do that. I wish I could tell you what I did it for. I I really don't know. I don't know. Live your life. I'm just Googling myself plus strong real quick. Seeing if anything comes up. Well, while you do that, I'll talk about the next deck. Angled Lufa. Thanks, appreciate it. Angled Lufa. Lantern. Oh, uh, Renin 6. Two Karn the Great Creators. This is like a John one. I, I really don't like... Renin six alongside four ensnaring bridge, you know. I don't like that. Bit of a nombo. 
I mean, you don't you don't have to use it, right? But I feel like there are going to be situations where you do use it, and then you try and establish a bridge lock, or you draw the bridge, or something, and it's like, oh, well, this is not great. So I don't know. This is weird. I I do think that this deck is is probably pretty underrated. Uh, definitely a, another one of those decks that would get a significant boost from Mox Opal, but. Is yeah, maybe, this is one that I don't think people would be very happy about. Yeah, may, boost. maybe a little too slow without it. Yeah, I think so. I had Gutshot in the one Tron deck I found, but not Noxious Revival. No, so. Gutshot is legit, though. Yeah, I also had an Azur's Gateway, though, so don't listen to what I said. Man, oh, very fucking bad. That's, that's weird. I guess you do have a spread of mana values in your deck, but... Uh... Yeah. yeah, that's not a good idea. Uh, Mateus F34. Is it Murktide? Wow. This we're like <laughs> just at at basically the bottom of this. And it's like, oh yeah, Murktide's a deck that exists. I forgot yep. about that. It took us a while to get there, but there it is. Uh cool. Fantasy 13. Oh, uh, blue black control. <laughs> uh, four Snapcaster Mage. Uh, two Shark Typhoon, two dress down, two explosives, two Narcissus Parter Veils. Five discard spells, drown in the lock, counter spell, three archmage's charm, three fatal push, two hieroglyphic illumination. Kind of weird, but then you see that there's also like two copies of Shieldred, the Apocalypse. So maybe having additional cantrippy type of stuff is like not that bad. Uh, yeah. Land lands have three creeping tar pits. Hell yeah, brother! I am I am uh. in. A uh, <laughs> couple field of ruins. This is this is not a good idea. Castle Vantress, I'm back out. But uh yeah, clunky, clunky control. I've just I've just done this deck. so many times, and I I understand why you want this to be good. I also want this to be good. Shieldred would have to do some incredible heavy lifting to actually make this archetype good because I've played with all these cards before, and I know that this does not work. And I don't think Shieldred is the solution. Even Shadow of Doubt, like I am one of the biggest Shadow of Doubt fans in the entire world. Like, I've just put it in far too many decks, and it doesn't work. I've been burned. I was a Shadow of Doubt enjoyer, and now I'm just a, a Shadow of Doubt hater. I understand. Why are there two Woe Striders in the sideboard? I don't know. A- answer me that. I was that, looking at that. I, I can't. That was the one where I was like, what the hell? I Like, I'm missing something. I don't have an answer for you. Cool. Uh... Gristle Sram is the next username. And I, I think that that gives off some vibes, you know? Yeah. It's then what is about to happen next makes perfect sense, I think. Uh, eight Emrakles, Promised End, Eons Torn, four Titanoth Rex, four Through the Breach, four Calibrated Blast, three Throws of Chaos, one Crime Punishment, 36 land. Cool. Let's Let's do it. Let's go. Just what are you what are you getting out of this league though? Like when you sit down to play this. It looks like a it? mountain of moto riches based on the 5-0. I guess so. Yeah, maybe if your goal is to just extract as much value as possible, this allows you to do so while you're watching anime in the background. Can you believe there was a time that I I played moto while not multitasking? Uh yeah, I can believe that. I mean, if if I were to moto, I would do it while not multitasking. The way I play Magic is I I get very deep 
into it. And I, I use it to shut out everything around me. I don't multitask when I magic. Yeah, I um, used to be able to do that. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, magic is one of the few things where like I can do that, which is why it has always been so valuable to me. I, I, I think the truth is I probably can't do it to the same extent anymore, which is why I just don't play all that much. Uh, if it did still have that effect on me, I would probably play a lot more. Okay. Uh, for desert in the man base, suck it, Ragavan. Yeah, got him. Got him. Uh, original Twan, uh, mono black, uh, eight field of ruins. Uh, I don't know, relics and cards and night's whispers and invoke despairs. This this one is uh fairly tempered in its approach. A lot of like four ofs, a lot of consistency. So I do appreciate I was waiting that. Waiting for the the waste nuts to show up. I thought we were flashing back to last week's guys. Oh no, no, this is just herbor coffers. Okay. I don't know. It's fine. I I feel like it before there throughout modern history there have been uh various things where it's like well if you if you join a league you're definitely going to play against one copy of like this deck tron it felt like for the longest time. yeah and, and now it's like yeah mono black offers like you're like it doesn't matter if it hasn't shown up in a 5-0 in months or whatever it's still there yeah uh well we got vanilla james with another tron deck so that's the third tron deck in this league maybe making a resurgence i don't know mm-hmm. uh tron list sleeping snow runs much love uh Pokemon, um, Grazer, Rotform, Time of Need, in <laughs> in uh, Yogmoth. I don't know if I'm on board with Time of Need, but uh, I do like the yeah. Grazer Rotform shenanigans. Yeah, maybe that's just a committed thing now. And I don't know. Does do you get opened up to Time of Need lines because you're using Grazer Rotform? My instinct is no, but uh, I mean, you have more consistent mana at least they're not doing anything too silly with it right like it's no it's just hepatra's there four yogmoths and then one children yeah the shieldred is is like the the new thing or whatever but like yeah if if you find that you know with like your your grazers and uh or if you're playing like even the noble hierarch version that like eldritch evolution isn't necessarily online for you and you just need all your cards to be able to find yogmoth consistently then sure like time of need okay whatever that's fine uh stefano underscore o blue white control for change the equation other than that another like measured tempered approach no ren six splashing nonsense um yeah four shark typhoon cool a lot of love for change the equation i get it yeah it's not bad uh well i guess i don't know how many how many like two mana counter spells do you actually need but whatever I've I'm more love uh, for it in in something like Pioneer, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. Uh, Katabami two rhinos, no Nissa. Uh, three copies of Murktide Regent, which is is solid. It's decent. I don't mind that. I'm not gonna say anything about stock rhinos because they'll come for me. They will. Uh, Chris MTG seventy seven, Amulet one altered ego. Rest mm. of it pretty normal. Yep. Yep. Pretty stock beyond that. Uh, I've seen the Altered Ego before. I think it's okay. Little Police Boy. Uh, Blue Black Mill. Pretty normal. Yeah, that's that's cop behavior right there. Yep. Counterspell in the deck, too. Two counterspells. Classic cop behavior. Country Time Crusher. 
Lotus Field, Underworld Breach, Wishclaw Talisman to set it up. Uh, this this deck is like a card off, you know? Let's get going with these twiddles, baby. I'm all about twiddle taking over. Yeah, what's your, your beta twiddle situation? Uh, I have them. That is the extent of the situation. I also have alphas. So I uh, just need them to keep getting more popular. So do you have a, do you have a set of each or is it like a mix in the set? I have a set of each, yes. Okay. And what is the, the current retail value? Well, let's go to our friends at StarCityGames.com and search for Twiddle. Uh, I don't know if Star City is the best way to uh, gauge price on that, whatever. All right. Uh, mi- uh, beta at 30. Oh, that's Disappointing. A, that's not good. No. That's lower I, than I thought. I may have paid more than that. Alpha at 100. Okay. Heavily played. On sale for 20% off at 43. So if you would also like to pick up some alpha twiddles, if, they're out there. If you want to join Brian on his stonks excursion. The uh, only thing is you have to commit to never selling and never taking any profit. That's how we invest around here. Yeah, smart. Very smart. No, I actually, I may do some selling soon. I, I'm uh, thinking of purchasing a house in New Zealand. So I... I feel like i need some dollars maybe this is not the time or the place to have this discussion but like what are you going to do with your your house and i'm i'm going to keep that house as well okay and then have a couple houses what what is going to happen in the time that you're not there yeah i think i'm going to let my parents live in it okay because they have uh they've picked up like a retirement home down in florida but they don't really have anywhere when they're not in that house and they don't like it when it's hot down there so they can just come stay at my house retire to florida but don't like it when it's hot there yeah they want to be there in like the winter time which if you if you knew where my parents house was you would understand it is on the back of a mountain that gets no sun yeah and they just get like feet of snow right. all winter long and they like can't care for the house anymore so they needed something okay. to escape that um but they don't want to sit in like 100 degrees and humid yeah i, w- I would think that maybe you'd choose more of like a middle ground instead of florida but you know whatever yeah, that was mostly an economic consideration. Yeah, where it was I could see that. Quite cheap. All right, Menino Ney, Living Ends, uh, ebbs and flows, but I generally think that this deck is underrated, and uh, people could probably benefit from adding this to their range. You know, getting like yeah. some reps in with this. I would agree with that statement. All right, ornate puzzles, Gruel, Arbor Elf, Utopia Sprawl. I keep I keep working on these decks. Uh not yeah, so much I've tried. Not so much I've recently, tried. yeah. But uh there's been points in the past where I was like a pretty big champion of this style of deck and uh I don't feel that way anymore. It's it's not bad, but it, it definitely isn't as enticing as it once was. I think that there's just a lot of better things that you can do, even if you're looking I, to do similar stuff to this. It's weird to say, but I actually think it was best when it was like a pillage stone rain deck. Like when that was the path it was going down. It like basically at least it was really good at one thing. Yeah. And it just like identified when that thing was good in the format and it did it. And that was fine. Now it's just like a mixture of cards and none of them are really all that impressive. Yeah. The, the problem to me is I, I look at the combination of cards here where it's like you got some man acceleration you have some value planeswalkers you have uh pitch elementals that are all pretty good even in in case of uh playing things like ragavan this deck has one copy but i've seen other versions have uh that card in higher numbers it's just like this this honestly just looks like kind of a bad omnath deck you know like if you wanted the sort of like 
removal, planeswalkers, disruption, card advantage stuff. Like, you could just get that in Omnath in a much more consistent, like, better shell. So that was sort of where uh, this archetype ran afoul for me. So I agree with you. It's like, if, if you're really leaning into, like, the Blood Moon uh, LD package or whatever, then okay, yeah, that's that's a thing that you should be sort of hyper-focusing in on and not really just doing this value stuff in Gruel of all places. A good, a good like rule of thumb when you're choosing your modern deck is ask yourself the question, does this have a reason to exist? This deck has no reason to exist whatsoever. Yeah, but you know that maybe 70% of the modern audience just skips that step entirely, and that's sort of the beauty of the format. I understand that. I'm, I'm trying to let people take their next step yeah. as a player, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? This, this is how you become uh, someone who isn't routinely registering <laughs> gruel into leagues and just being like, where have I gone wrong with my life? Well, you don't see the, you know, they don't post the 05 deck list or whatever, unfortunately. Uh, I feel like I would have a field Man, day. Man, I would love to do that show. I would, show. Have a that would be with so that. much better. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine going through like the 05 deck dump or whatever? Uh, that would be an incredible episode. But yeah. Maybe like we could convince them to do it for like an April Fool's list. Oh, like, like, that would be so awesome. I would be so excited for that. Just do the highlights of like the last year or something. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, But yeah, it's like you see this and you're like, oh yeah, you're just like throwing a money away. And it's, it's like, well, are they? Like, I don't know. How many, how many leagues did they join? Maybe this is the only time that they play Gruel and they just, they just cashed in. You know, Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say without seeing the other leagues that they played in. This is the type of shit my brother does. Like, he'll just sit there and play garbage leagues with the worst decks possible all day. Well, uh, is, is he playing modern? Because we don't see J-Money show up all that often. No, he's, he plays mostly Pioneer. Okay. Although we don't see him much there either. He yeah, doesn't play ball a lot. I wasn't, wasn't going to say anything. It's all right. <laughs> uh, comic book day. More amulets. Uh, more stock. More awesome. Yep. Cool. Zeriz, uh Oh, last deck. Uh, Racto Scam, one invasion of Asgul. No notes. Pretty simple. Uh, there, there was some good spice along the way, though. We, we kind of cooled off a bit on the end there. There's a lot of good stuff, parts. though, right? Yeah, the early parts of this deck dump were quite good. That's that's why we do the one from five days ago instead of like the most recent one or like the challenges and there's Yeah, you gotta you gotta filter a little bit. Yeah. And this this was the one where I was like, I remember distinctly like three decks I want to talk about. It ended up being like eight or so where I'm just yeah. like, Yeah, this this is rad. This kicks ass. Yeah, pretty good deck dump. And Solid seven out of ten, I would say. Seven out of ten? Yeah. It's not a 10 out of 10. It's it's not a 10 out of 10, but it's, it's like, it's at least an eight for me. Come on, man. It was good. I don't know. I think like you, there has to just be like sweeping changes format wide. And a lot of this stuff is the same. I Okay. Yeah. We're probably looking for different things, I guess. Maybe. I wasn't looking for modern to change as a whole, especially considering that that sort of seemed impossible. So Instead, I'm looking for people to utilize the tools at their disposal to do something cool. Okay. And, yeah, we saw a lot of that. Yeah. And that that's it. That's why I'm just like, yeah, bang or leak, you know? Pretty good. Uh, and, I mean, you know, next, next Pro Tour is modern, so that's cool, too. That may just, like, ruin all of that, you know? Hopefully. Well. Hopefully. 
depending on what your goals are. Yeah. If you're like, that's the way modern pro tours have always worked. Right. It's just like, they kind of like reset the expectations and sort of ruin everything. Yeah, it does. And if you're looking for the format to be miserable, that sucks. If you're looking for that pro tour and that, uh, newfound stability in the format, I guess, to lead to like bannings or something, then, uh, I think that that's like a fine goal, but less likely to happen. It's more like I don't want that... it to be miserable. I want it to be realistic. I think that's what I am searching for. Like I just, <sighs> but like I want the actual rules of engagement I, to be real. I think the realistic version is that it becomes miserable and they make uh, no changes. That is possible, which is the unfortunate part. So that's why I'm like, eh, I don't know if this is actually like a good thing. I I kind of like it when it is just wild you know, west. Yeah, wild west. Enjoy your nonsense. Uh, enjoy the mono black coffers mid boss of your modern league every time. You yep. Know? Yep. I don't know. Uh, I, I am looking forward to like maybe delving into modern uh, a little bit deeper. Uh, Pioneer is, uh, it's getting better. You know, it's, it's not as terrible as it, as it once was. I'm not as down on it. So it's not that bad. I'm looking forward to the results of like the RCs and stuff, but if we get to spend like a season talking about modern, I'd be pretty happy. I'm sure we will get our chance. And uh, in the meantime, though, I suspect we go to the RC next week and check in there. Of course, there could just be random nonsense news that completely derails us. Always a good possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, before the top four starts, uh, we're announcing that we're killing Pioneer. Actually, we decided yeah. this is a good time, uh, a good part of the broadcast to do that. So also all sets are universes beyond from this. Yes. Uh, get ready for, you know, Transformers year. Or whatever. But we're bringing back Block Constructed just for Transformers. Listen, on the aggregate, that doesn't sound that bad. I would probably take it. I would probably, I would play the Transformers format. Yeah. Oh, man. Does they still make the Transformers TCG? I played that for a little bit. No, I think that's dead. Okay. Uh, Yeah, what a shame. What a shame. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Anything else? Nope. Game. Game. Good luck.